Okay, you know what that means. It's uh, time. For uh, the first podcast of uh, 2011, this is May 27th, and welcome back to the Soybean Aphid Podcast. My name is Dr. Matt O'Neill, and to my left is Dr. Aaron Hodgson. How are you doing? Good. Um, Glad to be starting again. Yeah. This is kind of exciting. <laughs> this is our uh, third year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. Third year, and uh, just a reminder, we um, are both at Iowa State University. We work within the area of pest management, insect pests, and uh, we've got an interest in soybean aphids. This is a insect pest of soybeans that comes and goes with uh, incredible uh, variation from one year to the next. Last couple of years has been pretty quiet, um, but... Who knows? Uh, we've had quiet years followed by years where hundreds of thousands of these uh, suckers come raining down from the sky. Okay, so uh, I do a lot of talking, but now, Aaron, <laughs> you can talk as well. Uh, give us uh, some indication of where aphids are uh, in their development this year. What have you been hearing? Um, I, I get weekly updates from Dr. Dave Voltland. He works at the University of Illinois in Urbana. And he does a spring tour every year of buckthorn in Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. And he reported back to us that he found some colonies on buckthorn, and buckthorn is their overwintering host. And so he found some wingless colonies developing, and they usually typically start emerging uh, around bud buckthorn burst or buckthorn uh, bud burst and um, so he was surprised to see some colonies just because of the fall numbers we had low low populations yeah. non-existent in the fall so yeah so he had really low hopes of finding anything and he found uh, i think about half of his sites had buckthorn of buckthorn had soybean aphid colonies on there so that's all i've heard um so far this year and the other kind of remarkable thing about that is it's well, let's say it's June, right? Uh, there aren't winged aphids yet formed on those buckthorn colonies. So it, be aware that it's been kind of a cool spring, one of the coolest uh, in a long time. Uh, mm. So like everything, uh, aphids are experiencing that cool weather. They're, like all other insects, uh, cold-blooded, and they need that temperature to develop. So um, just like the crops behind, so too are the aphids. Um one other thing to add to that, we started a project with colleagues at Ohio State and Michigan State uh, developing what's called a citizen science program where we are asking people to help us find where buckthorn is and find where aphids are on buckthorn. And we, they can learn more about this at www.buckthornwatch, that's all one word, dot O-R-G. Buckthorn Watch, uh, that website, will get you to a site where you can help us map, study, and manage buckthorn. And the reason why we're talking about this here on the Soybean Aphid Podcast <laughs> is that uh, buckthorn is the overwintering host of the aphid. And knowing where buckthorn is in the landscape and where uh, aphids are on that buckthorn um, will help us uh, create better management plans and learn more about this pest. Both buckthorn and aphids are invasive, so uh, knowledge of their biology, ecology, can help us better manage invasive pests and the, the disservice they do to our ecosystems. Speaking of invasive pests, 
We got to talk about it. Yeah, we can't. I can't hold this in any longer. We can't ignore it. No, you can't. Uh, it's a little painful to say uh, the soybean aphid isn't the only invasive sucking pest that's uh, that's going to be in the headlines. The stink bug, the brown marmorated stink bug, was found in Iowa a couple months ago. Uh, I think it was in February. February. Yeah, uh, it was. From, I think it was a homeowner found a stink bug inside, either inside of their home or inside of a structure around their home and sent the stink bugs to our plant, in, plant insect and disease diagnostic lab here on campus in Ames and it was officially confirmed as the brown marmorated stink bug. Yeah, this is uh, Heliomorpha halis, if I'm pronouncing that yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Uh, and um, this stink bug is more prolificus than the soybean aphid. Uh, prolificus meaning that it feeds on a lot of different things. And the list is exhaustive of just about any kind of fruit, vegetable, and uh, row crop that's grown in the United States. Yeah, very similar to Japanese beetle. They eat almost anything. And um, a little bit worse than Japanese beetle in that Japanese beetle has only one generation per year. This can have several um, moving from crop to crop. And then uh, it invades homes in the fall, like the um, uh, well, like the box elder box, bugs. Yeah, and the multicolored Asian lady beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, accumulates in homes. It's real stinky, and in places where there have been outbreaks, tens of thousands. So, uh, first found in Iowa. It's got us worried because we've seen what it can do uh, on the East Coast, where it mm-hmm. has. Uh, established and built up, and um, we, you know, it's probably inevitable that it's going to come to Iowa. How bad of a pest it will be? Well, that's yet to be determined. Yeah, I also think it's maybe potentially more harmful than Japanese beetle because it likes to feed on seeds and pods. And you know, Japanese beetle is generally considered a defoliator, but if you get insects feeding on seeds or pods, like for soybean, it really can reduce the value. And you can get deductions when trying to sell your seed. Yeah, so not only affect yield, but quality. Yep. Um, so for right now, uh, it's not a problem that we think is going to need any insecticide use in any management, but it's one that we're keeping an eye on. We've begun a couple of projects where uh, we're scouting for it, surveying it, working with colleagues who um, inv- are involved in pest management in urban areas and vegetable crop uh, and uh, I believe it is still limited to just a few sightings in the Cedar Rapids area. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Jesse, through the uh, plant diagnostic clinic here at Iowa State University, is uh, helping to coordinate the uh, reports of it in the state. And if you uh, Google brown marmorated stink bug in Iowa, you can bring up the plant diagnostics website where they have a map showing each report of the pests uh, to date in Iowa. Yeah, I think it's something we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on throughout the summer and beyond as we know more about it. So for now, um, for soybean aphids, it's kind of quiet, and you know we'll begin next week. Our labs are going to start scouting for uh, soybean aphids at our research and our on-farm places. Um, We'll uh, give you updates on what we're hearing from our colleagues from around the the state. And um, we may have to change the title of this podcast to 
Soybean aphid stink bug podcast because uh, that's something that we'll also keep updates on as well. Yeah. Anything else to add to that? I mean, it's pretty quiet, as you said. Everything's a little bit behind with the accumulated degree days, not only for plants like corn and soybean, but for the insects as well. So a little bit of a late start uh, this year as compared to maybe other years, but we'll definitely keep you updated. Yeah, and... Um, Although it was, uh, it's still a cool spring, uh, cool early summer, it's no guarantee that there won't be pest problems. Continue scouting. If you have any questions for us, feel free to drop us an email or phone call. And um, I think we'll be doing this every week uh, throughout the summer. So uh, tune in for more. Look forward to it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Great. Thank you all very much. And now you hear the music. Our time is over. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>